Welcome back to the Katie Ratio. We just had a, a beautiful Christmas and a happy holidays. Justin, how was your how was your Christmas? It was good. Can't complain. You know, saw the family. Uh, not as much family as I would like. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a sister who just gave birth to a, another nephew. I now have four nephews. Awesome. So Congrats. that's exciting. Yeah. So uh, obviously she couldn't make it, and you know, other families married. So you know, just a nice little, little family gathering. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Same, what about same you? with me. It was, uh, you know. We actually, we hung lights up before we ate dinner, which I thought like we should, we should probably be a little bit more proactive on uh, hanging lights. What, what do you mean you hung like Christmas lights? Uh, we finished the Christmas lights across the front of our house when everyone else was done like early December. So like, I almost, you, did you finish on Christmas or like, yeah, like moments before Christmas dinner. We were hanging lights. So you're, so you're telling me you guys hung up the, the lights on Christmas. Now, are you guys going to take them down right away? Or are See, that's, keep them what up I, that's what I was kind of unsure about. I was like, why would we put these up if like in a week we're taking them down? But I didn't, I didn't want to complain too much. I was just like, you know what? If, if it looks good in the neighborhood, then that's all right with me. Yeah. But while we were hanging Christmas lights, you know, it's cold out. It's winter time. And well, my California sister, winter. yeah, my, yeah, it's like what? 75. Yeah. We're complaining. My sister said the weirdest thing. So it's cold and we're both cold, you know, outside wearing jackets and all. And she goes, it's colder than a witch's tit out here. And that immediately got me thinking like cursing is an art. It's a linguistical art. I don't know if linguistical is an art is like a word. It, well, it is, it is now. It is now. Thanks to the KD ratio. But you're right. There, there is an art to it, and there's a proper way to do it. You can't just go around throwing out curse words all willy-nilly, you no, know? No, because it hits the ear wrong. So, like, okay, so what are, what's a, do you have any examples of, like, what, a bad, I, like, a bad, uh, what, what's the word? Just, like, uh, like, like, what's bad cursing? So, I, I would say bad cursing, and I don't want to drop too many bad words, you know, I don't know how people are going to take that, but... I feel like if you over-season it, so if, like, say you stub your toe, you're like, you're like, fuck, bitch. And you're like, what? Like, does it, does it, it make like, sense? Like, why, and why did that sound so weird? Yeah. It, it's not like a, like a usual, like, that's not something you say. But, like, colder than a witch's tit? Or, like, it's, you stub your toe, you're like, god damn it. It's like, uh... Well, I know, I know tit really isn't a curse word, but if you think about it, like you got your curse word as the base and yeah. you got to season it with like other words. Cause what if she said like, Oh, it's, it's colder than a witch's boob out here. You're like, what? That does, yeah. that also doesn't sound too right. It's like that nice middle ground of like, it's, it's not explicit. So, so, wait, so what you're saying is there are words, there are curse words yeah. and it's kind of like a formula. It's like you can use these so. words with this curse word, but you can't use these words with this. Like, yeah. Like you can't, I don't, I don't, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Like, like if I, if I was, you know, in class and I was like, I have to, I have to fucking piss right now. Wouldn't that just hit That's your just aggressive. Ear yeah. It's aggressive. And it's like, it's kind of, you're, you're like, ew, like that just sounds gross. But if you're like, oh, I have to, to take a, to go to the damn bathroom. Like. Rolls off the tongue better. It hits but you're the also ear. you're also toning back the word a you're, little bit. Yeah, and because you know, dropping an f bomb, 
is a lot more Drop hostile it. than just saying damn. Yeah. But what so, if what if she was like See, because like and that's why we have phrases like what the F, son of a B, goddamn. Like that like those are set in stone because they were they were they were created for perfection. Perfectional cursing. I never thought of it like that. It's I think it truly is an art. It's like it's like our forefathers laid the foundation for the curse words we have today. Yeah. When was the first time you cursed? Oh, I remember this exactly because I was actually really scared I was going to get in trouble for it because I was in fifth grade playing kickball. Okay. And I said bitch. Mm. And Do you remember the exact saying that you said bitch? I think I just said bitch. Okay. Well said. I think I was just irritated. I was just like, and I just said it. Yeah. But here's the thing is that. I was kind of a goody good as a child. Same. I didn't I didn't do much wrong when I was like, uh, you know, in, in grade school and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, it, it was just one of those things where all my friends were like starting to curse around that time yes. for some reason. But in my head, I was like, I feel like that's a little young. Like yeah. even at that age, I thought I was a little bit young. Yeah. Fifth grade is it's that it's where you start. You start learning things. Yeah. You start and, learning and, things. And for some reason, I think everybody thinks this. Everybody's nervous about this. Yeah. Moms know everything. So I kid you not, fifth grade kickball, mm-hmm. I said the word bitch. And you're like, she just heard And me. I went home and I was like, she knows I'm going to get in trouble. She's not like somebody found miles of yeah. the school and she, she felt it. Yeah. She heard it through like an echo. Yeah. I was, I was literally scared. Like I got into the car, didn't talk much or anything like that. Yeah. And I mean, obviously she didn't know. Okay. And I never got in trouble for it, but I, that was my first time. So I, I'll say I started a little young. And, like, nothing crazy like the B word, but I, I would say, like, oh, what the hell? Or, like, damn. Or yeah. I, think I, I, I think the first time I heard the B word was, like, fourth grade. And it, it sounded like, like the one word I don't like is the C word. I think you have to be really on a top-notch level to drop that one. Ooh, okay. I have different opinions on that. Okay. And I think that's primarily because I'm a really big soccer fan, fo- mm. football fan. I watch a lot of, like, the Premier League. Yeah. And, like... That, that sort of language over there is a lot more common yeah. than over here. So, like, on my Twitter feed, I see the C word a lot because I follow, like, pretty much all English football. Mm-hmm. So, for me, that word doesn't actually phase me as much as other people. But I understand, I, especially I, especially in the United States. Because I, I feel like to, to hear it is different from to say it. Like, I might have dropped it, like, twice in my life just because it's... it's like uh, the great Mark Wahlberg from Ted sounds like an electric sword just cut through cut through these words these sentences yeah so I started maybe like second or third grade but I only cursed at school or with my friends the first time my mom heard me curse was in freshman year of high school when I was so flustered because I was taking a, a I think it was like a math test I, I forget. It might have been geometry. Suck at geometry. I love geometry. And I'm just so bad at math. And my work was not in the in the square, the box where you would show your work. It was off to the side. Same correct answer. I failed the test. So I brought it home. I was explaining it to my mom, and I was like, I was like, I don't get it. Like, there's my work right there. Like, it's right fucking there, and it slipped out. And what grade were you in? This was a freshman in high school. So kept it, kept it pretty good. First time I slipped and I was like, and my mom was like, Josh, 
and my older sister was like, did you hear that? He cusses too. And I literally, I wasn't, I didn't like break down fully, but I was definitely like, it just slipped out. Like, I swear to God, like I'm, I'm thinking like, like you're Christmas thinking your story, whole world is about to like right I'm now. about to get the bar of soap in my mouth. Like yeah. that's what I'm worried about. So from then on, from like the rest of freshman year to like senior year, I was pretty cool. And then senior year, I just let loose. And now I have like a free mouth in the house. Like, uh, do you remember that one vine? Where the kid steals his like sister's phone or something and yeah. walks in and he's like, What's up, bitches? And yeah. like, you know, like twelfth grade, senior year you're walking, just is that what is that it, how it went down? Yeah, it was kinda like once it's just starting to slip more and I kinda use it a little bit more freely. My mom would still be like, Josh, why are you saying that? You're such a such a handsome you you're a handsome boy, you don't need a dirty a dirty mouth. I was like, I'll I'll give a damn. I was like, that's why that's why it's an art, because you know what? It needs to flow right. There's it a needs right to be time. Pretty, pretty cussing. There's That's a right time saying. to do it. Like it's honestly, the, the typical questions. Yeah. There's when to do it, how to do it, where to do it, why to do it, why to do it. Yeah. So why, why are you doing it? So yeah, I think you know if you if you know how to do it right, you know how to place them. You know how to season your sentence. You could definitely you could definitely slip in some cuss words. So you know what then, I gave I gave the sister a high five. I said, you know what? I've never experienced a witch's tit, but I'm assuming that it'd be as cold as we are right now. Mm. It is an art form. But um, speak, speaking of the art form, yeah, uh, let's talk about uh, fucking gingerbread houses. Yeah, see what I did there? I have a I have a lot to say about gingerbread houses. I don't get them. I I I have three reasons. One, they taste like shit. I don't like gingerbread, like homemade gingerbread cookies or like ginger snaps. Okay. Are, are fire they're they're amazing but a gingerbread house everything in that little kit is made out of the cheapest ingredients and you know what i thought of because your roommate had them out for like two or three weeks not even the ants want to eat them that's how <laughs> shitty they are okay but here, here's the question though are gingerbread houses really meant to be eaten see that's the thing because it's like but then but then you ask yourself if they're not meant to be eaten they're meant to be Why built. are they made out of food? They're, yeah, they're meant to be built. But think about it. That is the most broken down house. Like, the foundation is shit. The walls, like, that icing does... It's not cement. That thing holds still for, like, two minutes, and then it falls. Gumdrops? Stale? At the, like, in the box? You're probably going to get a lot of roof, roof leaks. You're, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's poor. It's a poor house. And not even like I get it's food. I get it, it's just a fun activity to no do. No central with heating. No, like there's Nothing. no like, like no plumbing. But it's dilapidated. But gin, I mean, like I, okay, so I get the festiveness of gingerbread houses. I get it. Yeah. Like, I get why there's. Well, a I mean, market. I, I actually, aren't they there? They're right there. Yeah, we see. We actually see them right now. We'll we'll just leave them. But uh, it's it's it just it, it's it is festive. And I understand why people do them. Yeah. Right? But the thing is, they're borderline unedible. A day after you make it, they're stale as a rock. If right? we tried to bite those right now, we would hurt ourselves. You would have to take me to the dentist. I would need a new tooth. Yeah. I'm not Like, I had braces on for like four years. I don't need them but back. here's my question. Why make them out of food if nobody eats them? I think because it's the fun... I think it kind of brings that childlike wonder into yourself. Kind of like you, you play like, with your food. Yeah. You're playing with your food, you know, but you're making a house. Like I, I will say this. You do have the fun of sneaking a gumdrop 
yeah you know every once in a while while you're making it see i think the last time i made a gingerbread house was like in maybe middle school when it was like a oh we're all in the class like the day before we go on christmas break like let's all make gingerbread houses mine turned out walls collided on itself just Mm -hmm. full-on collapse and i gave up never made a gingerbread house again. from that day on i refuse they don't even offer me when they are making them. They're like, you want to watch? I'm like, no, okay, not it, even that. Is it just me or is it like these typical festive things you're supposed to do? Like making gingerbread houses. Um, Christmas caroling. Okay, I will, I'm going to stop my statement really quick. Okay. I will say all of these things are really fun when you're doing them with family. Because it's more about the company. Yeah. But if you really like just break down the activities themselves... They're not fun. They're not fun. No. They really aren't. But then again, like, what activities are fun without friends? I... Sleeping. <laughs> I do like to sleep in peace. Yeah. Um, but... No, yeah, they're not edible. They always break down. What's my... What's, I, have a, I have a third reason. But those ones are pretty sturdy. Those ones... Well, because those are bricks now. <laughs> Okay, okay, um, let's take a step back. Have you ever considered that maybe you're just bad at making gingerbread houses? I know I'm bad. And and it's not the fact that I'm bad that I gave up. It's the fact that they, they have you as a losing advantage to begin with. They know that icing stays like, it, it's not super glue. Like, maybe this, maybe... I'll super glue everything, get well, it okay. nice, and then decorate it. Hold on, we gotta take a step back here. If we're not, we're not living in these gingerbread houses. For a reason, they don't stay up. <laughs> Alright, Kirby, you come back in 20 years with the gingerbread technology where we can make a huge, huge gingerbread house. I'm, I'm, Actually, I think somewhere in the world has the biggest gingerbread house, and I'm pretty sure it is life size. We're gonna have to check that out. I, I can look that up yeah, right now, actually. Let's, let's check it out. I feel like I read about that recently. But but that is definitely a gripe. And and if you agree, let us know. Because if we're just being you know Scrooges. Yeah, if we're just if we're just being negative, let us know. Comment. But I don't want to be taken the wrong way though. I do love the holidays. I no. love I love I love looking at Christmas lights with yeah. friends and things like that. But uh, I, I plan to go Christmas caroling sometime. Preferably not sober. No, <laughs> that's the that's uh, the real. I, catch. I personally I can't sing, so I I wouldn't sing sober anyways. I think it would yeah it would be like um like we're not gonna go out there with you know a group to actually like perform well like we're going there to maybe like see how long we can last at a doorstep maybe get some people that are like you guys are pretty cool. Well, the question is, does anybody even answer the door? Like I, I personally I've. I've been alive for 24 years now, and from my memory, I don't re- remember anybody ever coming to my door. That's because we have to change it. We but have to start. A, when, we have to start something. But when I was younger, and I did go to church, mm-hmm. we did do a quick little Christmas Christmas carol once. Multiple places. What we would do in our yeah. in my hometown is they had like the every I think every town has this where like there's a couple houses that just go over the top, and they're just the go-to houses every year. Yes. So we just went to each of those houses and did a little caroling at each one. Okay. Don't really remember it. I was super young, but I imagine I was miserable. Because uh, first of all, I feel bad for the people who are there because I can't sing. Yeah. And if you guys ever hear me sing, I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't even think I know a full Christmas song by heart. Oh. I, 
We found the, we found the largest uh, gingerbread house. Yeah. Do we have so, some dimensions on there? So, uh, <laughs> not only do we have dimensions, but we have how much mix they use, how much butter they use. And this is still so, up today, or is that a constant restructure? I'll have to get back to you on that. Okay. No idea. I'm just, I'm just going to throw out. Getting ahead of myself. I'm just going to throw out how much this is. Okay. Like how much stuff goes into this. Got it. So, the recipe is 1,800 pounds of butter. A lot of, that's a lot of butter. That's a lot of butter. 2,925 pounds of brown sugar, 7,200 eggs, uh, 7,200 pounds of all-purpose flours, mm-hmm. flour, sorry. Yeah. 1,080 ounces of ground ginger and a few other ingredients. Apparently, you know, they got to keep the recipe secret. Yeah. Um... I don't, I don't think it says the, oh, 36,600 36, cubic feet. Okay. That's, that's big. That's, that's a, pr- that's that's a big, big you, boy. You, you, you can live in that. Do you think you, like, do you think if, if we had the opportunity to walk in there that we would have to dress up as gingerbread men? I don't think you have to, but I think it's. I think for Courtesy. what, yeah, for like what you're going into, you should be like, hey, I'm a gingerbread man today. And then they're like, you don't have to be, but we appreciate you, you that, gotta you're, live, that you gotta you're doing the, that for us. You got to live the gingerbread lifestyle. Yeah, you got you to be better. So it is 35.8 <laughs> million calories. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, that's a lot. And, and the actual square footage, because houses are in square, square feet, it's uh, 2,520 square feet. So currently, I live in a place that's around fifteen hundred square feet. So that's that's damn near a thousand. That's a big boy. Square feet bigger than this place. Yeah, that's a big boy. And uh, so essentially, what just happened is we just got proved wrong because it is completely viable to live in a gingerbread house. And where is this gingerbread Texas, house? Texas. Texas. Where else would it be? Okay, we're going. We're in the future. We're gonna go next. A at a point a Christmas. We're gonna we're gonna do the podcast at that gingerbread house. We'll contact the owners. Yeah, we should actually contact Say them we're, now and be like, we're "Hey, talking next shit on gingerbread houses, change our minds. We want to do a podcast in it." So uh, essentially, what we're telling anybody who's listening to this is, um, ignore the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I still I still don't really. I still have a strong task. opinion. It, it's one of those things where I I lose interest after about five minutes. But you know, that's our opinion on uh, gingerbread houses. Yeah. Um, and since, since New Year's is right around the corner, do you have any New Year's resolutions you want to get up? Oh, I have, I have a New Year's resolution. It's yeah. not, it's not like a fun one. Okay. You know, it's not going to be like super. Are they ever fun? I feel like. Sometimes they could be fun, but sometimes I feel like a New Year's resolution has to be something to like improve yourself. You're supposed to like, you know, give a little, little kick in the ass. Yeah. So I personally mind this year is, uh, I want to own a piece of property by the end of the year. Okay. Whether it be rental property, buying a house, just maybe even just buying like a small little condo. Yeah. I just want to own some sort of property at the end of this year, and that's my goal. Okay. Simple, any, any specific place that you want to own property at? Um, Gingerbread you house. You know, it, it depends if it's a property I'm going to live in or if it's one that I want to rent. Like, it really depends on what the situation that's given to me in 2021 is. Yeah. Um, so really no specific areas right now. I'm just kind of, that's just my goal. Gotcha. And, you know, come January 1st, I'm going to be working towards it. 
Yeah. What about you? You got any goals? Um, definitely continue to to keep this podcast going and improving. I think you know for for wanting to pursue a a career of comedy, I'm I'm always constantly thinking. I like I was the other day I was I was really like thinking of some topics, and it's not as easy as it seems. Like you you really have to know like is this something to talk about? Is this something to really bring? conversation into and also like make jokes along the way yeah and, and talk, talking to our viewers this is kind of like difficult because we think we're entertaining oh yeah you and i hang out we have good conversations we all have a time. lot we have a lot of laughs all yeah. the time but honestly we don't know how other people perceive it yeah so like a lot of like we have to think a lot about what we're going to talk about and we kind of just hope for the best yeah i mean so if you guys want to leave some feedback you know comments or anything you know we got instagram like i i i do thank our viewers because they said you know some of our our personal friends who who were listening they said that did a pretty good job they Mm -hmm. they liked the production they liked sound quality they were they were saying uplifting things for for me to to relay back to you if you didn't hear that like hey man we're we're taking steps in the right direction and i think that's what that's why i want to continue on and also, I'm trying to do my first one. Once quarantine is lifted, I'd like to do my first stand-up show. I think I have. I I want to get like five, like ten to fifteen minutes of quality, quality comedy, and just get that, get that first on-stage experience, out of the way. So that'd be fun. Keep that. Keep that in the looks. Keep keep an ear out. For Probably that. record that. Get down. Get down the YouTube that channel be, as well for everybody. Really good. Yeah. So. <clears throat> You know, I wonder. I wonder if there's anything, you know, any jokes that I would um have to really share right now. So, where do you plan on doing this? Do you want to like set up your own show? Do you want to? Uh, like, what, I know that exactly? there's comedy clubs in LA, of course. Yeah. That I feel like that would I would have to go up there when I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go to LA. I'm mm-hmm. ready to take LA by the face. Like, so, so like, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know too much about stand up, but mm-hmm. I imagine it's one of those things where like. You're probably only gonna get, get like five, or sorry, uh, you're probably only gonna get like five minutes of stage time, right? Yeah. Because I've been to like an improv comedy show, and it was probably about ten different comedians, mm-hmm. but they all only spoke from like the shortest one was only two and a half minutes, and the longest one was ten minutes. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming it's gonna be like, hey, you're gonna go up there with like two to three jokes. Good luck. <laughs> and we'll Better see kill. how. It, yeah, like you know what. And and that and that's one thing that I thought about when we first when we did our first episode was, because we're here and we'll laugh at our jokes mm-hmm. and like, since we have the same like similar comedy, we'll like we'll enjoy it, but the beauty of comedy that I see is, doing that in front of people and getting live feedback because mm-hmm. once you hear people laugh, you know to continue, you know to keep on going and attacking it's, that it's, joke. It's that immediate feedback. Yeah, it's nice. And, yeah, and I I did improv. I did improv this past year, and that's yeah. I'll, I'll, I could talk about that a little bit. You know, I'm unfortunately we did. You know, with quarantine being up, we had to stop. You know, just some great people all around. But um, I remember my first show. I did pregame. Uh, I was a little nervous to go up in front of people for the first time, so I killed one claw. A tall boy, tall boy. Tall. Claw. Oh, okay, tall boy. I was gonna say one claw is not much of a pregame. No, it was it was enough. Cause I was like, you know, I'm not gonna eat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this claw and then go for it. And I, I would say for the first time, you know, I, I took a little bit of an edginess towards it. 
there was one scene to where it was me and another another person in the in the club and they said okay what's the relationship between these two people they were like oh they're married and they were like okay but um like how like are they related and someone was like oh yeah they're they're cousins and i was like boom alabama like we're, we're going to the south so i was like how you how you doing cousin cousin beth like Something like southern that. accent. Yeah, like straight up ready to flirt with your imaginary that shit cousin. Like gingerbread. Not houses, <laughs> gingerbread cookies. They loved it. And from then, like my my one of my best friends and uh his cousin's girlfriend was in the stands, they were like, dude, you fucking murdered. So do you want to go for more of improv or do you want to go more for I think I just I, straight up stand up? I would love to kind of go the whole realm. I, I want to do, you know, obviously do stand-up. Cause maybe, maybe get a movie. Yeah, maybe yeah, movie. I, you know, I, maybe SNL. I, I'd love to just expand. Like, there is no one main goal. It's just comedy in general. All right, SNL, you heard it here. So you heard If you're looking here. for somebody and uh, you're looking at channels that just started, uh, he's your guy. But uh, so so your so your resolution is to just continue pursuing comedy and grow continue, this podcast. Continue comedy and continue just working, just improving. You See, know? now I feel terrible because I feel like my answer should have been to grow this podcast. It, that is part of my resolution. I mean, you know, we'll, but, we'll grow together. So at least one of us said it. But uh, yeah, we're I not mean, just like, yeah, this is gonna yeah, die in like uh, a week. Like, <laughs> I want to clarify 1st, my resolution. The only way I'm gonna be able to get a property is if like this grows and other yeah. things grows like i gotta work at a bunch of different things this is one of them yeah it's it's constant improvement all around so i think the podcast uh youtube channel you know stand up uh my personal self finishing school you know just mm-hmm. just uh, a year of not stressing over things but just day by day constant improvement yeah I, I think that's a big one for me speaking speaking of uh school Finally got my grades back. Oh, yeah? Literally, once I saw them and found out I passed and I'm officially done, it's like a weight lifted off my shoulders. You're just, you are finally like all my man. Yeah, all my stress just left and like, I don't have a stress in the world right now. Yeah. And, and it's such a good feeling. On, on top of that, uh, one class that a buddy, one of our friends and myself took, we failed every test. We still passed. And I got a B. See, how does that happen? I don't it's, even know. It's, it's online school. It's online it's, school. It's online school. I think pity grades save lives. Thank you, Professor. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I actually did really well in three of my four classes that I had. Yeah. It was just one class I was nervous about, but I passed it. And at this point, I don't care if it was a pity pass. I, hey. I'm done. It was, it was the perfect start to my Christmas morning mm-hmm. seeing that I failed every test. Surefire, I like failed passing grades must be a good feeling though it it was good and i'm kind of riding off that high still nice which you know brings us to a to conclusion yeah conclusion of the second kd Uh, ratio i think that's it for today yep um if you're watching this on youtube and you want to hit us with a subscribe you know give us your feedback in the comments we're all we'll also have all of our uh, social media in the comments and if you're on spotify listening then, um, you know, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and it's just the KD ratio. Um, that's pretty much it. You can find us anywhere there. We'll post updates, you know, highlight clips and things like that, and yep. you can just follow us. And uh, you always know when we're going live or when we have something to say. Boom. All right. That's it. And until then, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.